to The People's Scientist, the podcast dedicated to helping us optimize our health with the latest scientific findings on nutrition, health, and medicine. I, your host, Dr. Stephanie Caligiuri, will be here with you every single week, bringing us information to ignite our thinking to help us be one step closer to the healthiest we can be. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the People Scientist Podcast, where every week I arm you with some scientific knowledge so that we can all lead the healthy lives that we want to live. This week we are covering a food that is a staple in my own diet personally, and that is chia seed. It's so funny because chia seed a couple decades ago was popular as, do you remember the chia pets? Like in the 90s, early 2000s, they had these commercials where they would sing this tune called uh, Ch-Ch-Ch-Chia, and the chia seed plants would grow in the shape of an animal. Now, today, instead of making chia pets, although I'm pretty sure you can still buy those, but now people are actually eating the chia seeds because they're really nutritionally dense and have a lot of key nutrients that we need to be healthy. So if you have listened to previous episodes, I have mentioned a lot of seeds, such as chia, flax, and hemp, and how they can be a part of a very healthy, low-carb, plant-based diet. But what is the scientific evidence on chia seed, and what health conditions may it prove benefit for? So keep listening on to find out. Let's start off with some core takeaways. Chia seed is particularly rich in the omega-3 fatty acid called alpha-linolenic acid, And chia is also rich in fiber. For these reasons, it can be added to a diet to help obtain those necessary nutrients that we often seem to lack. Clinical studies have illustrated that adding chia to the diet daily can reduce blood glucose levels, prevent blood glucose spikes, and help with feelings of fullness and reduce food cravings. So now let's get into those details. Let's start off with the nutritional information on chia seed. As I said, it appears to boast a lot of key nutrients that can be added to any diet to help it become more healthy. The protein content of chia seed is 16 to 23%, depending on the cultivar and where it is grown. So it is a good source of amino acids, but it is important to note that chia is not what we call a complete protein, meaning it does not supply all the essential amino acids that we need. For example, chia is particularly low in lysine. If you are not a vegetarian, then meat, eggs, cheese, and fish are all good sources of amino acids, including lysine, and those are considered whole proteins. But if you happen to be vegetarian or vegan, you can add soybeans, beans, and chickpeas, which are a good source of lysine, and can be added to a meal containing chia seed in order to make a whole protein. So that is the cool thing about replacing meat with plant-based proteins is that we can combine different plants in order to create a whole protein that has all the amino acids we need. You know, for example, a whole protein can be created by combining beans with whole grain rice or chia seed with chickpeas, for example. Now, besides protein, chia seed is also very rich in fiber. By weight, it is 36 to 40% fiber, which is quite a lot. It is important to point out that the majority of the carbohydrate content in chia seed, being about 85% of it, is fiber. 
So this is a healthy food that could be added to a low carb diet because most of the carbs are fiber that do not contribute calories or blood sugar. So adding chia seed to the diet can help us obtain our goal for daily fiber intake as well. It is suggested that women should consume approximately 25 grams of fiber per day and men 38 grams of fiber per day. Another way to look at our fiber requirement is that we should consume about 14 grams of fiber per 1,000 calories of food that we eat. The great thing about the fiber in chia seed is that 20% of it is actually soluble fiber, which in my opinion is the most health-promoting type of fiber. Because there are two types of fiber that are present in our diet. One is the soluble fiber, which is able to absorb many organic substances such as cholesterol and potentially harmful compounds such as the heterocyclic amines that are known to, for example, cause DNA mutations and increase the risk of cancer. So the fact that soluble fiber can absorb some of these compounds and eliminate them is very healthful. Some studies show that eating soluble fiber can help achieve and maintain healthy blood cholesterol levels because soluble fiber is able to absorb some of the cholesterol and move it from the body. Now, insoluble fiber, the other type of fiber, is like the roughage of vegetables and cereals. And this type of fiber adds bulk to the stool and aids with healthy bowel movements. Because of its fiber and carbohydrate content, Chia seed has a good gelling ability when water or liquid is added to it. And this gelling characteristic is ideal in certain cooking situations. For example, if someone is looking to add thickness or viscosity to their food, or is looking for an egg replacement in a recipe, chia seed could be a good option here. Chia seed is also a good source of antioxidant polyphenols. For example, it is known to contain chlorogenic and caffeic acids, as well as the flavonols myricetin, quercetin, and camphorol. Chia seed also has a great profile for fatty acids, and I think this is one of the best characteristics of chia seed, in my opinion, because it is very rich in the anti-inflammatory omega-3 fatty acid, alpha-linolenic acid. Chia seed is actually one of the highest known sources of this omega-3 fatty acid, as it contains 50 to 57% alpha-linolenic acid in its fatty acid profile. Per 100 grams of chia, it offers 18 grams of the omega-3 fatty acid. Besides the fatty acids, chia is also known to have a good amount of calcium, phosphorus, potassium, and magnesium, and to a lesser extent has some iron and zinc, as well as vitamin A and vitamin C. So if chia seed has all of these healthy nutrients, then what do the clinical trials say if we add chia to the diet? Well, because of the high soluble fiber content, a lot of interest has been in the ability for chia to reduce blood sugar levels. Now, Vuxin in 2007 aimed to investigate if chia seed could reduce blood sugar levels and feelings of hunger. The scientists had the participants consume one of three things. One, a sugary drink with 50 grams of glucose. Two, the sugary drink with 25 grams of ground chia seed added to it or three, the sugary drink with 31 grams of flaxseed added to it. Now, flaxseed is a seed you've probably heard me mention in previous episodes. It has a similar nutrition profile to chia seed in that it is rich in fiber and the omega-3 fatty acid, alpha-linolenic acid, and also is a source of antioxidants. But the biggest difference between chia seed and flaxseed is that chia seed has that great gelling property when water is added to it. 
It is because of this characteristic that the scientists thought chia would be superior to flaxseed for making people feel fuller longer. Now, both the chia and flax, when added to the sugary drink, reduced blood glucose levels over two hours following the consumption. Now, flax reduced blood glucose by 28%, and chia seed reduced blood glucose by 31%. So they were both pretty effective in reducing the blood sugar glucose when drinking the sugary drink. But the interesting finding is that chia seed reduced the rate at which glucose rose by 33%. So chia seed was able to prevent the spikes in blood sugar levels from the sugary beverage, whereas flaxseed was not able to do this. So the ability for chia to prevent the blood sugar spikes is really key, as spikes in blood sugar levels are associated with hormonal fluctuations that regulate our appetite. And the blood sugar spikes are also associated with cravings and increased appetite. So reducing blood sugar spikes is always a good thing. We also know that a high fiber diet reduces appetite. For example, you know, drinking a soda or eating simple carbohydrates such as white bread or white rice tends to not fill us up and then we'll feel hungry and have cravings soon after. But eating a fiber rich meal such as high in vegetables increases our feelings of fullness and reduces cravings. Here in this study, drinking a beverage with chia seeds significantly reduced the mean rating of desire to eat reduce the participants' food consumption later on in the day, and reduce their overall appetite score. So according to this trial, it appears that chia seed can help maintain healthy blood glucose levels and may help individuals with appetite control and cravings. AS in 2017 reported similar findings. The scientists asked the participants to consume yogurt alone or yogurt with 7 grams or 14 grams of chia seed added to it. Following consuming the yogurt or the yogurt and chia seed, the participants were asked to mark their ratings of cravings, hunger, fullness, and how much food they ate later on. When the chia seed was added to the yogurt, the participants noted that they had reduced measures of appetite, cravings, reduced desire to eat sugary foods, and the participants ate fewer calories for the rest of the day when chia seed was added to the yogurt. So it does appear that chia seed may have some benefit in reducing cravings and increasing feelings of fullness and satiety. But it is important to note that some clinical trials do have conflicting evidence. Neiman in 2009 conducted a randomized controlled blinded study and asked men and women that were overweight or obese to consume 25 grams of whole chia seed in water twice daily for 12 weeks. So they were eating 50 grams of chia seed a day, which is quite a bit or there was a placebo drink that half the participants consumed. Now the participants were asked to not change their diet and otherwise to keep eating as usual. The scientists concluded that consuming the 50 grams a day of whole chia seed versus placebo for 12 weeks had no influence on their body weight, body composition, or markers of inflammation. But I mean, when I'm looking through the data, I mean, I'm not surprised that the scientists didn't see a change in body weight or composition because the scientists asked the participants to keep eating the same foods and to keep eating the same amounts as usual, but to add these extra calories with 50 grams of chia every day, which is about an extra 250 calories per day. So naturally, if chia is going to lower appetite and increase fullness and satiety, like it had shown in the previous trials I mentioned, the participants probably would have decreased their food intake and perhaps seen some benefit. 
but in this study, they were instructed not to reduce their food intake, but to instead add extra calories. So of course they didn't see a reduction in body weight. So it really is important to always look at the details of the clinical trials in order to know how to interpret the study information. And that's what I promised to do for all of you. So then what can we take away from this trial conducted by Neiman? Well, if you add 50 grams of chia seed to your diet, but don't change anything else and still keep eating the same way, then you're, you may not see any benefit to your body weight or body composition. Like body composition being, for example, like your fat mass. And you may not see any benefit in your markers of inflammation as well. But if you add chia seed to your diet and as a result have reduced cravings, reduced cravings specifically for sugary foods, an increased feeling of fullness and satiety, and then you reduce your food intake and you reduce your intake of sugary foods, then it's more likely that someone may see a benefit to their health overall. TO in 2018 conducted a systematic review and meta-analysis of the clinical evidence on chia seed. So they pulled together the evidence of 12 different clinical trials that looked at the potential health benefits of chia seed in their final analysis here. Now the scientists concluded that after looking at all the trials, adding chia seed to a diet does appear to be beneficial in lowering blood glucose levels following a meal and did appear to lower diastolic blood pressure on average by 7.14 millimeters of mercury. Now, these are quite substantial benefits. You know, diastolic blood pressure is that bottom number on your blood pressure reading. And when it is substantially elevated over a long period of time, it has very severe consequences to your heart health. It could mean, for example, that the heart is not relaxing properly. So chia seed may have the potential to have benefit here in that it can reduce diastolic blood pressure, and perhaps the impact that it could have on heart health. Because there are only about 15 or so clinical trials investigating chia seed, let's look broader and, for example, take a look at the clinical data on the omega-3 fatty acid alpha-linolenic acid that we know is very rich in chia seed. Zhao in 2007 had 23 participants eat three different diets for six weeks at a time. One of the diets was rich in alpha-linolenic acid because they added flaxseed oil and walnuts to their typical diet. The addition of these foods appeared to reduce markers of inflammation in the patient's blood. More specifically, adding flaxseed oil and walnuts to the diet resulted in lower interleukin-6, interleukin-1-beta, and TNF-alpha production, and also lowered serum TNF-alpha. So these are all markers of inflammation and they all lowered, which is good. Now, concentrations in the participants that ate the control diet or a, higher, or a diet higher in omega-6 fatty acid did not seem to appear to have benefit. The same scientists in 2004 conducted another clinical trial and observed that the higher alpha-linolenic acid diet group also exhibited reduced risk factors for heart disease. For example, those that added flaxseed oil and walnuts to their diet had lower C-reactive protein, an indicator of inflammation, they had lower intercellular adhesion molecule 1, lower vascular cell adhesion molecule 1, and E-selectin, which are all indicators of blood vessel inflammation and risk for heart disease. So the fact that adding sources of alpha-linolenic acid to the diet lowered these markers is a good thing. One thing to note is that the participants on this diet observed a reduction in their cholesterol levels, which is great, but they noticed a reduction in both the good and bad cholesterol. And sometimes we see this. It is uncertain why both the good and bad cholesterol were lowered. 
It is speculated because there is less circulating bad cholesterol, then the body does not have to make as much good cholesterol. But a good cholesterol is associated with a lower heart disease risk. So if we want to increase our good cholesterol, exercising and eating avocados, for example, are a couple of ways that scientific evidence has shown to increase our good cholesterol. We also know that supplementation with omega-3 fatty acids, such as with flaxseed oil, has many benefits to skin health. I had mentioned this previously in the skincare episode, that the omega fatty acids are really important for proper turnover and cell differentiation of our skin. So for example, alpha-linolenic acid in chia seed is an essential fatty acid that we need for proper skin health. For example, DSPERT in 2009 conducted a clinical trial in 45 women to understand if adding flaxseed oil, which is rich in alpha-linolenic acid to their diet, could benefit their skin. The women took four capsules of flaxseed oil a day, which equated to 2.2 grams a day. Me personally, I just add a tablespoon of flaxseed oil to my coffee every morning, which in truth is actually a far higher dose than what the women took here in this clinical trial. But nevertheless, with this amount that they took, their skin hydration and water loss improved with the flaxseed oil supplementation as well their skin redness, roughness, and scaling also improved after 12 weeks. So I chose to highlight these clinical trials because the greatest amount of evidence in support of alpha-linolenic acid on health is its benefit on inflammation, heart disease risk factors, and skin health. Because chia seed is a good source of alpha-linolenic acid, it can be added to the diet as an added source to make your diet more healthful to obtain those essential nutrients. But it is important to point out that just like with other seeds like flaxseed, it appears that chia seed also needs to be ground or blended as the body doesn't seem to be able to absorb the omega-3 fatty acids from the whole seed very well. So if you grind it, it makes the nutrients more bioavailable. For example, Neiman in 2012 concluded that eating 25 grams a day of ground chia seed compared to the whole seed or placebo for 10 weeks, increased the omega-3 circulating in the blood, but the whole seed did not significantly increase the omega-3s in the blood. We've also replicated that looking at flaxseed as well. So chia not only increased the level of the omega-3 alpha-linolenic acid, but it also increased the longer chain omega-3 fatty acid, EPA or icosapentaenoic acid. So for example, if you, you can buy chia seed whole and grind it yourself, for example, you can grind it in a coffee grinder and then store it in an airtight container in your fridge, or you can blend it in a smoothie and that way it'll partially grind up there as well. Or you can also buy chia seed already ground. You should keep chia seed in the fridge to make sure that all the nutrients are stable. Once you grind it, keep in mind that those nutrients will degrade more readily. So make sure you keep it in the fridge in an airtight container if it is ground. Lastly, I wanna talk about how to add chia seed to your diet if you are interested in adding this to your diet. One way I have been eating it is by making a chia seed pudding. Now there are tons of recipes online for chia seed pudding recipes, but essentially what you do is you add water or milk or some kind of liquid to the chia seeds and you let them soak overnight. For example, three to four tablespoons of chia seed and one cup of liquid like almond milk, for example. Then you stir it with the seeds and you leave it in the fridge overnight. And then the next morning you can add things like fruits, nuts, and granola to this mixture. 
To keep it a lower carb recipe, some people will add healthy fat sources like almond butter and then maybe cocoa powder for added flavor. One of my personal favorites is that I like to add shredded coconut and berries to the chia pudding. Of course, also just sprinkling chia seed on top of dishes like salads, pastas, cereals, and oatmeal is also an easy way to add it to your diet. So that is a wrap of the People Scientist podcast this week. Chia seed has become increasingly popular as a functional food. It does indeed have a very good nutritional profile, being a source of protein and antioxidants and a great source of omega-3 fatty acids and fiber. In clinical trials, it appears that chia can reduce blood sugar spikes. It can also help people feel feel full longer and reduce their food cravings, as well as help reduce their blood sugar levels following a meal. If you are interested in getting the omega-3 benefits from chia, then make sure to grind or blend the seeds so that your body can absorb the omega-3 fatty acids and nutrients. As the omega-3s known to be in chia seed have some evidence to suggest that omega-3s can lower inflammation, heart disease risk factors, and enhance skin health. I think for the next week's episode, I may cover the topic of omega-3 fatty acids and mental health. You know, I always love to bring neuroscience and nutrition topics together, and I think this might be a good topic to transition into given today's episode. So message me on social media and let me know if you think that this is a topic that interests you. So until next week, I hope you all have a super healthy week, and I will meet you back here at the same time and the same place on the People Scientist Podcast. I am a scientist simply sharing scientific evidence. Some of the clinical interventions I discuss are not appropriate for everyone. Before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle, please do consult the advice of your physician or dietitian. My opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect those of Mount Sinai Hospital and its affiliates.